Hey there, ACC fans. I told you I was coming at you with a two-parter today. We got my main man, Grayson Boone, in the building to discuss more of the early season surprises and the letdowns. And Grayson said he want to be a part of it. He said, she said, the fans said. So we got to add it in. Grayson said for this week because our special guest wants to get in on the predictions. How you doing, Grayson? I dabble a bit in knowing some ball, so I definitely want mm-hmm. in on the picks. All right, well, listen, the, the records are what tell it. The records are what gives us knower of ball vibes or not. So we're going to get into all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, I just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet a $5 bet and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Now, Grayson, I know that you're just as disappointed as I am because I didn't want to record this while my Lions are boat racing the Packers. I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it, but it had to get done. We had to show up for the people, and so this is why we're here now. Grayson, how you feeling, man? Are, are you ready to get into all of these things in terms of predictions and the early season letdowns? Another and, and week of ACC football ahead of us sounds like a pretty solid week to me. It's it's almost crazy that we're talking about week five already. Yeah. I think September is like the fastest month in recorded history, but let's get into it. Let's talk some ACC football. Tom keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. But anywho. Speaking of the future, let's go in the opposite direction. Let's talk about the past for a minute. Let's talk about what's happened so far in this season. Are there any big surprises to you at this point in the season where you're looking around like, wait, what? when did this team get good? Or, oh, boy, this, this team kind of sucks. Is there anybody that you're looking at like that so far in the season? I'm going to take an opportunity to do a bit of a victory lap. It was not a surprise for me because I have said all throughout the summer that they would show up, and that's Duke. Mike Elko mm-hmm. is doing a heck of a job over in Durham, and I'm actually very happy to see Duke get the spotlight on them for a big-time weekend. They get college game day, primetime slot against Notre Dame, one of the top teams in the country. They deserve this shine. They are not just smoke and mirrors, just a one-off situation. They're a good football program, and they're going to continue to be under Mike Elko here. So I don't know if they'll pull that game out, on Saturday night, but I am happy to see Duke get some shine here. Although I wasn't exactly surprised. I think if I were to give you a surprise so far, I think I'd probably maybe a cheap shot. I think I might go Clemson. I thought Clemson would be a lot more thorough, I guess, than they have Mm -hmm. been. I thought Cade Klubnik would be a bit tougher than he has shown so far. I think, you know, as as good as I expected Duke to be, I did not think that they would beat Clemson in week one and pr- continue to steamroll there on out. But Clemson here, they had a chance at redemption against Florida State. Florida State proved that they are very much for real winning that game down there in Clemson. So I don't know. It's It's crazy to see Clemson there at the bottom of the standings, although it is still so early. And of course, they will make their way back up at some point. But 
just seeing their name at the bottom there, I guess I would consider that a pretty big surprise. You sure about that? You, <laughs> you sure about that? I mean, no, but seriously, you're absolutely right. Clemson has been a major surprise to many folks who who weren't expecting uh, that team to be, you know, they've, it, you expected that things were going to be a little different, but there are multiple multiple ways in which this team kind of hasn't shown up in ways yeah. that you would assume, hey, it's Clemson. They're going to get it done. They're going to take care of it. And and so, you know, you, you kind of never hope for that. Now, let me ask you this. Are there any players that you look at so far on this on the season to say like, hey, this player has shown up big time or, or this player has drastically underwhelmed from what I thought it would be so far this season? Uh, well, relevant to you and I, as we're both NC State fans here, uh, Jawar Jordan and Jamari Thrash for Louisville have oh, looked okay. All right. awesome. They have mm-hmm. been dynamite so far for Louisville in just four games. We're going to get a front row seat to see if they are for real uh, tomorrow night on Friday in Raleigh. But, you know, the Louisville offense so far has been, I'd say, well ahead of schedule. Jeff Brom has the boys buzzing out in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. So I'd say my two answers so far are Jawar Jordan and Jamari Thrash. Okay, all right, all right. And do you have any defensive guy, or actually not even defensive, do you have any players that you're looking at like, hey, you let me down, you let me down. I was expecting big things from you, and it's it's been meh to say the best, to say the least, or maybe even worse. Hmm. Um, good question. I think... And listen, if you don't have any that you were expecting great things from and everybody's played up to about the level you expected, that's fine too. But I just well, I had to dig in there a little bit, see, I, what, see what we got going on. I, I know I know the consequences of what I'm about to say. Drake May has not looked like Drake May so far this year. Mm-hmm. I, I expected him to have a better campaign than he's currently having. You're not really seeing him that high up in the Heisman race, which is a, a surprise because Carolina is 4-0 still. Right. But – he has not exactly looked like the Drake may of last year. Of course, there's still plenty of season to change that, but I guess that'll be a surprise for me so far. Okay. All right. And I'll tell you this. I, I too picked a quarterback earlier today. I picked Phil Dracovic as a guy who has let me down and I, I expected so many things from, and it just, it didn't pan out. And then on top of that, he gets injured, but I'll tell you this much. Uh, we're, we're also looking at, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it right where it needs to be because anybody who knows me knows I break the rules a lot. And I know I asked you about a player, but I'm going to go with a coach and Miss Carla Jenkins, one of our very faithful listeners jumped in with the, uh, you know, can we, can we go with Clemson? I'm going to take it a step further, Miss Jenkins. Let's hop on to Garrett Riley. Mm. My brother in Christ, what are you doing? I had high hopes, high in the sky, apple pie hopes for for Garrett Riley. They said, hey, it's a coach with the last name Riley coming in. You know, he just coached that TCU team up. And you know, TCU wasn't supposed to be nowhere near a national championship. And yet, there they were in the natty. And and so I thought to myself, oh, him and Kay Klubnik, this is going to be something serious. This is going to be something crazy. And next thing I know, I see running a screen on third and one with two backs that are averaging five yards a carry combined. What under God's green earth are we doing, Mr. Riley? What what is happening here? What how I've always said from the beginning that I had questions because like 
Sonny Dykes' offenses have never been the problem. Anytime you look at Sonny Dykes, it's never been, oh, his team's can't score is the problem. But I did believe he'll be a, a capable and competent offensive coordinator. He has shown a level of vecklessness, a level of, of just outright uselessness that makes me say, okay, if you weren't there, how much worse could this team really be? With right. all due respect, how, how much worse? I have not seen this man draw up anything that I'm looking at and I'm like, oh man, you know, that, that guy's wide open. Oh man. I've seen guys from Clemson make spectacular plays. I've seen them get open, all that good stuff, but I haven't seen anything uh, spectacular happen in terms of play calling. Whenever you watch Garrett Riley, I'm sorry, not Garrett. Whenever you watch his big brother Lincoln out there at USC, you see guys running wide open. You see guys in space to where it's like, wow, why was nobody in that zone? Because he influenced with multiple with a play call sequence that got it open. I'm not seeing anything like that from Garrett. And I'm sure that those fans down in Clemson, South Carolina would agree with me because he was supposed to be the big, new, shiny offensive coordinator hire throughout the country. Nobody else was supposed to be competing in terms of, oh, who's the best hire for offensive coordinator this offseason? And lo and behold, old boy down there in Miami is looking real nice right now. He's looking real immaculate, if you will, at the moment. So, you know, that's just my thought there. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting with Garrett Riley at Clemson. It's it's almost a conversation of, is it growing pains or is it looking funny in the light? We mm. don't know yet. But mm. that conversation is coming rapidly because you know those Clemson fans are not going to sit on their hands for too much longer here. But, you know, yeah, going back to that screenplay that folks have been talking about uh, since last weekend, Florida State here, I'll, I'll transition to Florida State. They have endured a little bit of luck here. I think Boston College outplayed them for most of that game, if not yeah. for, what was it, 18 penalties. Yeah. Florida State could, you know, they're sitting here at 4-0, could very easily be two and two. So it's, it's, it, there's so many interesting conversations here still so early in the season, but I, I do think ultimately Florida state is going to get better and better and better. And they're probably going to sit on top of that ACC football standings. I, it'd be hard to see them fall off that top spot, to be quite honest with you. Um, so it's, it's going to be the race for number two. Is Clemson going to be able to climb back up with two losses already? It, it could be tough. We don't know. Who could be that second team? A lot left to see here. Absolutely. And for all the mess that I gave the Coastal teams last year, for all the, 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 the trouble that I gave them last year, if a Coastal team ends up winning the conference this year, a former Coastal team ends up <laughs> winning the conference this year, after all that I said about them, Boy, a lot I'll of them, all of us, all of us at uh, Atlantic Con- or Atlantic portion fans, woo, we're gonna have some heat on the back of our neck if if a coastal team is able to pull this off. You know, you know, it's it's a very uh, it's gonna be a tough time. It's gonna be a tough time, but it's all right. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again in the future, and I'm okay with that. I'm a big enough man to admit that. But we got to get into these predictions next because you're known as a little bit of a knower of ball racing. Is, is that true? Is your reputation as a knower of ball? I have been told a time or two. I have. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to get you in. He said, she said, the fans said, and Candace and I will be doing this tomorrow because she's got to get her picks in as well. But Grayson, talk to me in terms of, of these games coming up. Get ready because after this quick word from our sponsors, We're going to make sure to go through each and every ACC game this weekend. All right. All righty. Well, folks, 
I have to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by Fan, none other than FanDuel. Again, it is very easy to be here. This is the place to be if you are doing your sports betting. Snap into the NFL action this season. I know we got to snapping out of it right now. Again, I don't want to be leaving my Lions right now, but it's all right because any bet I placed on them already hit. Amon Ross St. Brown, first touchdown, plus, what was it, plus 400, plus 900? Guess what? It happened. It all happens at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I know that you've been thinking about it. I know that we've almost convinced you you're on the edge of whether or not you should get in on this. Well, trust me, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including split spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. All righty. So, Grayson, talk to me in terms of what we're looking at for these week five games. OK, the first one is a game that you and I are familiar with. We've talked about ad nauseum. We've looked at in depth. We've covered every angle of this thing. We got a blackout in the Carter under some Friday night lights. Louisville and the number one offense in the league coming to Raleigh. Joe R. Jordan averaging nine point six per carry. Coming to Raleigh, Jamari Thrash coming to Raleigh. What do you think? Who do you got? Are you going with your, your NC State Wolfpack here, or are you picking Louisville to steal one on the road? You know, you and I spent all week talking about this over on Locked On Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Certainly, a lot to account for in mm-hmm. in trying to game plan for Louisville. So Absolutely. much success they've had on the offensive side of the ball, maybe even ahead of schedule. Uh, with the way they have looked so far. It's going to be quite a task for the NC State defense that has struggled in many, many portions so far. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if they're able to limit the chunk plays, if they're able to get into the backfield and influence bad decisions from Jack Plummer, I think NC State can have a shot. But ultimately, no surprise here, the NC State State offense is going to have to do something. Can they do enough? to get this win. You can call me a homer. You can call me whatever you want. I have picked NC State to win this game. I picked them to win in the preseason. Things change. I'm going to stick to my guns here. I have NC State winning this game. It's a close one, 30-27, to Wolfpack. All right, okay. Now, game two of the week, another game where we've talked about them as, as disappointments, and I'm sure that they know that they're being talked about as disappointments. Dabo finally has his angle of nobody believes in us because now everybody really doesn't believe you. You need more people, Mr. Mr. Uh, Sweeney. We've got Clemson going up to the uh, Carrier Dome to take on Syracuse. Who you got? The Syracuse Orange always give Clemson a good game. This is as down as Clemson looks in a while. Do they get this upset here? No. It's it, mm. I think it's almost impossible for Clemson to go up to Syracuse and lose this game. I know Syracuse always plays them very tough in the Carrier yeah. Dome. And for all intents and purposes, Syracuse hasn't looked half bad so far this year. I've been impressed with what I've seen in portions from Garrett Schrader in that offense. But Clemson now, they're back against the wall. They already have two ACC losses. 
Another one I think would effectively end their season, so to speak. I don't think there's any way they go up to Syracuse and lose this game. Okay. All right. I, I, I like what we got going here. We got two, we got two picks so far that, you know, I, I think that there's some interesting logic behind both of them. Let's go to the third game of the week. We like to call this the battle of the bottom feeders. Yeah. UVA versus Boston College. Two coaches coaching for their jobs, coaching for their coaching lives right now. And Tony Bennett and Jeff Halfley, you know, Jeff Halfley. And I want to say year four or so, the program seems to be steadily regressing. First ever loss to a group of five team coming this year. Tony Elliott, everything that he's been through and everything that that team has been through. And then this year, having a situation where uh, NC State was the first game this year where they played a team uh, within within a, um, what was it, 29-point margin for a Power 5 team. Who do you got winning this one? Yeah, you know, pay no attention to the current hat on my head. I'm going to go with Virginia here. I was uh-huh. impressed in, in in parts from what I saw when they played the NC State Wolfpack. Last yeah. week, of course, I think the NC State Wolfpack are lucky to survive that game in Charlottesville with a win, but very intriguing to see them go back to Tony Musket over Anthony Calandria. I think Calandria yeah. is a star in the making there yeah. for the Cavaliers. Yeah, I agree. Right. I think Virginia has more talent. I also think Boston College has turned into a sinking ship here pretty quickly. You already have some players transferring out in just week four, week five. Give me Virginia in this one on the road. Um, Just a quick quick aside here. Um, Hold on. Where we at here? We want Candice. She's Michael Jackson. Ken, you're Tito. Um, (laughs) Well, I guess Tito is uh, partnering up with DeBarge today because we got Grayson Boone and and Brian Smith instead of (laughs) Candice. Sorry to tell you, brother, we 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 don't have uh, Candace available right now. Hey, listen, so, I, I can't I can't replace Candace. She's incredible at what she does. I can only fill in for a night. You know that's what we're trying to do here. That's what we're trying to do. But it's all right. It's okay. Uh, now the next game on the docket. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one, unless unless you're gonna tell me something that I don't think you're gonna tell me. Bowling Green is going down to Atlanta to take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. What you got? Uh, for a team that has no green in their uniforms, I cannot take them seriously. Give me Georgia Tech. All righty. Okay. We got Georgia Tech rolling in game four. Okay. We're going to move right along here. Now, this is potentially the biggest game of the week. Actually, we'll save that one for last. Let's do Pitt right. at Virginia Tech. Let's do Pitt at Virginia Tech because in terms of what we're looking at for these two teams, these are two teams that desperately need a win. Let's they make do. no bones about it. Virginia Tech, I mean, other than Virginia, we really don't know how many games you could pencil in as a win. And, heck, the way Virginia Tech has looked all year, I don't know if you could pencil in Virginia as a win this year for them. So this is a team that needs a win against a team that Pitt offense already looked anemic at best with Fields or COVID, but now the backup looks even worse. Yeah, Grayson, who do you have winning this game? Yeah, this one could easily turn out to be a rock fight in Blacksburg. Pitt has not looked anything like I expected them to. Now, I wasn't expecting much from Pitt, but they have, you know, underwhelmed, to say the least. Virginia Tech, much of the same. You know, low expectations for them as well this year. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, I think, solely because they're at home. If they enter the Sandman, they let him through the door, uh, he may take care of business here. I'm not going to lie. Enter the Sandman is one of the greatest uh, songs I've ever heard. It's, it is, uh, oh my God. When you're, when you're about to live, 
when you're about to lift and you need that PR, when you need that PR, oh boy, that dun, 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 dun. never mind. We're not gonna go there right now, but you know, the, the whole like after you get past the whole slow little bring in, we're not gonna go there, but it's it's a great song. Now we got to talk about the game of the week, Duke and Notre Dame. You believed in Elko, you're a big Elko guy. Folks, I know he can't replace Candace, but he and Candace both Elko people. Yes. Come on, help us out. We 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 got something rolling here. Do you think that Elko can pull off the upset in this one? Talk to me. I think he can make a very good case for it. I think Notre, I think Notre Dame is just going to be way too physical. I think they're mm-hmm. going to end up having too much firepower, and especially the way they embarrassingly lost that game to Ohio State with a man short on the field. I think Notre Dame is going to come out uh, with a purpose and I think they're going to take care of business on the road. But again, like I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, Duke deserves the spotlight. Mike Elko deserves the shine that this program is going to get all day on Saturday as they get college game day as well. Duke is a program on the rise. Now, of course, because of this, Mike Elko's name is going to get thrown around the coaching carousel. You can bet on that. But for the time being, it cannot be overstated what a great job Mike Elko is doing over in Durham. And so I'm expecting a good game. I think Duke will put up a better fight than NC State did, but ultimately I think Notre Dame will win by submission. Okay. All right. Notre Dame going away, winning by submission, a little bit of a, you know, they're just going to outlast them in the battle of attrition type feel. I feel it. I feel it. All right. We're going to close this thing out in just a second with uh, a few of the words of our fans. We're going to go through some of these comments and kind of get into some of those. So you picked UVA. Miss Jenkins picked UVA. We got uh, – you're not the only one there. I'm I'm struggling for who I'm going to pick for that game. I'm, I'm very thankful that I have another night to sleep on this and kind of do that whole uh, – do that whole – something talk to me. You know, I need a sign because last week I went 8-0. I got a reputation to uphold here. So I, I got to – Got to get something there. And also, there are folks who still don't believe in FSU. There are folks who still don't don't believe it. There are folks who are looking at that team and, and saying, hey, now, this team just isn't it. Now, granted, of Is that course, a Miami fan? Yeah, you okay. can see him throwing up the U <laughs> in the picture now. We, we know. No, real fast, let me talk about Miami. They have Uh-oh. impressed me. They Uh-oh. have impressed me. I feel like I glossed okay. over this. Miami mm-hmm. has impressed me. Tyler Van Dyke is slinging it. He has been mm-hmm. one of the top quarterbacks in the ACC this year, and I believe Miami is ahead of schedule. I thought right. earlier in the season, or I guess preseason, I should say, with so many additions, so many portal portal additions, I wasn't quite sure if it was all going to formulate here this season. I thought Miami might be uh, maybe a year, two years away. They're here. I'm not going to say they are the B word. They are Oh, we're not doing this. We're not doing what? this. They're getting close, Kenton. They're getting I, close. No, no. See, and this is the problem I have with conversations about them, about Texas, about either one of the teams between Michigan and Ohio State whenever they're bad. It, we These teams are historic. Like, we have to really dig into this thing and realize there was a point in time for Miami where they had – uh, more first-round picks than they did losses over a five-year period. Right. Like, that was a real thing. Until you're back there, I don't – I I'm sorry. I just don't like it. I don't like saying that this team is back. For example, if you look at Texas and what Mac Brown did, Mac Brown had as many seasons 
where they won, where they um, went to the national championship as they won single digit games over a decade span. Like that is what back looks like to me. If they, if Texas is great this year, goes to a national championship, whatever. If Miami is great this year, goes to the ACC championship or whatever. And then after Tyler Van Dyke, Restrepo, Kitchens and all of them leave, they, they then look like, eh, they're all right. That to me is not this team being back. Once they have a sustained level of excellence, that's when they're back. But to For their sure, credit, yeah. but to their credit, them being on their way to back, those yeah. those types of programs is better than what most most programs can hope. For, yeah, right. They're you and I are both you and I are both NC State alums. Them winning a conference championship, that's you're not back, you've arrived. That's the first that, time we've done that since Lou Holtz was in town. By the way, that's a real fact. The biggest parade you can imagine because of how how long it's been since we've won anything. But with Miami here, yes, ultimately, they do have the highest aspirations because of what they once were. Herschel Bradley, we're not back until we go undefeated with the championship. Yeah, that's true. They are not back, but they are on their way. I think it's it's mind-blowing how not back Miami has been for the last, what, two decades now. Yeah. Because – you got to feel like you can only keep them down for so long. The talent pool down there in South Florida, the tradition of the Miami football, you know, the, the entire brand that they are, it's incredible that they have been down for so long. But this team this year, I know it's still early. It's still too, uh, you know, you don't want to overreact too quick. I see something in this team. I think people will overlook them for quite a, for quite a bit of this season. And next thing you know, they're going to be knocking on the door of that ACC championship. All right, Grayson, you're an NC State guy. You're my co-host on Locked On Wolfpack, so I got to bring this comment up before we get on out of here, okay? Slam Tana, Louisville guy, are you sure? Y'all do know State's defense has been decimated with injuries, right? Now, we've talked about those injuries on Locked On Wolfpack, but what do you say to Slam Tana and folks of the like that have the feeling that NC State's defense is too banged up to get it done? Uh, we, we may have different, uh, definitions of decimated. Um, really the only injury issues we have at the moment, in the defense is we're missing both of our starting safeties. Everyone else is there. And I will also add this in, we have pretty solid depth in in the two deep in both the safety positions. I've liked what I've seen from Bishop Fitzgerald and I've liked what I've seen from Sean Brown. Now they both have big shoes to fill. I don't think you're going to get to the level of play from a Devin Boykin and a Jakeen Harris, but I think they have the ability to be good enough, especially good enough to beat Louisville. Now that is going to hinge on the offense doing anything. That's going to hinge on the defense as an entire unit, creating enough turnovers, but I wouldn't say decimated by any means. The The defensive line is healthy. The linebackers are healthy. Peyton Wilson is healthy. I think is the most important point to make yeah, there. Yeah, the corners, Shaheen battle has struggled a bit. Aiden White is starting to get his lick back. The defense Mm -hmm. is okay. I wouldn't say decimated by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, well, just know we do reserve the right to change our picks on this show. We do reserve the right. Uh, I'm not not changing them. I'm sticking. Now, as soon as we end this episode, that's it. That's it. But just, just just to make sure we got this thing mapped out, in Louisville, NC State, you've got NC State. Syracuse, Clemson, you've got Clemson. Boston College, UVA, you've got UVA. Georgia Tech, Bowling Green, you've got uh, Georgia Tech. Notre Dame, Duke, you've got Notre Dame. And Pitt, Virginia Tech, you've got Virginia Tech. Just making sure before we get on out of here. 
Yeah, I, right. I, I wish we had a full slate. I feel robbed because so many teams have a bye this week, but it is what it is. Oh, don't worry. We still going to get you in here. We still going to get you in here. <laughs> As a matter of fact, send me a picture of you because your face is going to be the graphic we use this week. Oh, for he said, she I, I said, said, the fans much. said. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless something absolutely crazy happens to break one of your picks, then that may be uh, the pick we use. But we're going to get out of here, folks. Me and Candace will be live tomorrow doing the game predictions and talking, uh, you know, all of the things, all of the magnificent things she's been doing uh, while she's been away for these couple of episodes. Thank you all so very much for coming out. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, leave comments. Tell us why, that we're right. Tell us that we're wrong. Tell us all the good things. Tell us you want Candace back. Tell us you want less of her. Doesn't matter. Just talk to us, period. Till next time, folks. <laughs>